Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad and the banter, hosted by Sam and Kat. Hello everybody, Merry Christmas Eve and welcome to the Dead Parent Club podcast Christmas special. Um, I don't really know why I've called it the Christmas special to be honest because there's nothing that majorly special about it, I've not got anything incredible to say to you or anything like that um I suppose it's just going to be a little bit different so this episode will feature um answering some of your questions I put a little tab on my Instagram story the other day asking you guys if there's anything you wanted to know about me or anything about Christmas or any questions you kind of wanted to ask the audience and a few of you came back with some questions which is amazing so I'm going to mention them and bring them up um and also we got a few questions Christmas related and I'm really excited to say that the OG Sam Vidler will be joining me on this podcast later on um, which is amazing. I'm really excited to kind of finish the year and have our final podcast episode of 2019 be one with both Sam and I um, which is amazing. I also wanted to give a huge shout out um to all of you guys that listen to the podcast. Um, any of you that follow us on social media will have seen that we were featured in You Magazine, which comes out in the mail on Sunday. Um, Sunday just gone. That was really, really exciting for us um, to kind of be featured in a national paper like that. And I am very aware that that would never have happened if it weren't for all of you guys that kind of listen to the podcast and support it on social media. Um, and I'm aware that, you know, one of the main reasons that you guys listen to us is because you've suffered a, a major grief in your life, a major loss. And I know that our circumstances are shit and it sucks that we are a part of this club. Um, but I think it's amazing how we can come together and have this incredible community where we're supportive of each other. So I'm super, super grateful for you guys and I'm really looking forward to 2020. Um, if you haven't had a chance to read the article or anything yet or you didn't get a chance to get one in person, then the link to it is on my Instagram handle um, or like on the page. You'll see a link there. And um, if you just search for kind of like You Magazine and stuff, hopefully it'll come up there. Um, and I'd like to say a huge thank you to Emma, um, whose Instagram handle is Hungry Romantic, 
who wrote the feature on the Rise and Grief communities. And I'd also like to give a huge shout out to everybody else that's running kind of grief accounts out there. Um, Mira, Laura, you two are amazing. Um, there's the Grief Network, Grief Case by Poppy. Um, talk about loss, the new normal, the charity. Um, there's literally so many of them. And yeah, I think I'm really proud of everything that we're doing out here for people. So yep, high five to us. Um, I will kind of kick off this podcast answering a few of the questions that came up. Um, firstly, thank you to those of you that responded and gave me something to talk about in this episode. Um, obviously it was just going to be a solo podcast. Now it's not, which is amazing. Um, so the first, one of the first questions was, did I read any books that helped with my grief? Um, so off the top of my head, not necessarily kind of grief related books because I suffered so much with depression and kind of anxiety and feelings of worthlessness and kind of missing my mum so much that I didn't want to be here anymore because she wasn't here. Um, I did pick up one of Matt Haig's books, Reasons to Stay Alive, when I was doing a two-week placement in Reading for Great Western Rail. Um, I picked that up, kind of took my attention on the shelf, and it was something that I really needed to read at that time, and just something that I would recommend to anybody listening to read as well. Um, Even if you haven't been suicidal or suffered with depression or anything like that, it's an excellent book and is really enlightening on how debilitating mental illnesses can be but how amazing our lives can be and um, what we're going through is temporary those feelings of utter darkness is temporary there is happiness out there even if it only comes in verse and um, we've got lots to look forward to another one of his books as well is notes on a nervous planet which i absolutely love and it's about kind of like the digital age and how we need to take time out and how so many of our anxieties and triggers are kind of from social media and how we never have any time, just quiet time anymore. Again, a book that I would highly, highly recommend. Um, and then, I'm not going to lie, I've stolen a list of these books from the um, article in New Magazine uh, because I figured if there's going to be a list of books that can help us through grief, then these are probably some of the best. Um, so books that were recommended were Life, Death, Whatever by Louise Winter and Anna Lyons, um, which is available to pre-order. Um, With the End in Mind, Dying, Death and Wisdom in an Age of Denial by Catherine Mannix, which is available for £9.99 from William Collins. A Half-Baked Idea, How Grief, Love and Cake Took Me from the Courtroom to Le Cordon Bleu by Olivia Potts. And Grief Works by Julia Samuels. Um, I myself haven't really done much research on books and grief, but now that I've seen them, it is something that I think I might take up in 2020. I'm doing some more reading on it. I find books can be really helpful. Um, I do love reading fiction and non-fiction, but for some reason reading about my grief has never really struck a chord with me. I've preferred to talk about it, obviously, that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> um Another one of the questions was, how have you found 
time helping the grieving process will it always hurt this much um I'm guessing the person that asked me this had a loss quite recently it can feel completely and utterly overwhelming and like it's never going to end um in the months and possibly years after losing somebody um I do remember that just how debilitating it was and just it feels like your heart is breaking and I also remember sitting there and asking myself like will I always feel this sad like is this sadness always going to feel this bad um the good thing is obviously I'm only talking from personal experience I'm not talking about you know people experience things so so differently and that's one of the main things we have to remember when we talk about this um but from my personal experience it does get better and those moments of complete and utter debilitating pain come a little bit less frequently um they never end you always carry that sadness with you but it becomes more of a dull ache than a kind of stabbing pain and then every now and again you know when something's happening or for me it's when I sit and think about it so a lot of the time I can I can kind of block it out and I can talk about my mum without getting too upset I think doing this podcast has helped with that a lot because obviously if I was talking about cancer and death and parents dying and stuff on this podcast all the time and I was just crying all the time then it wouldn't be much use for you guys because I'll just be a blubbering mess um so the podcast has helped me talk about it without kind of bursting out crying and stuff but that's why I kind of preach and I find it really important that we make time in our lives to allow ourselves to grieve because it is it can become a bit of a habit blocking out, blocking out and not letting yourself feel anything. Um, so it's the kind of moments when I sit and feel and think, oh my God, like my mum is dead and I'm never going to see her again. That's when I get that wave of like heartbreak pain. Um, and I don't think that's ever really going to end. I feel like there are always moments that we're going to feel that, like especially big events that happen in our lives and they're not going to be there. Um but it does get better, you don't feel like that every single day anymore, it becomes manageable, you just kind of carry it with you and people do say that you have to carry your grief with you kind of like a friend and kind of lean on each other, you can't just ignore it completely but you can't let it consume you either. Um, One of the other questions that I was asked was, is it possible to get PTSD from watching a parent die of brain cancer um that could obviously also relate to um and like any cancer any long-term illness sudden death anything like that um I would firstly like to say that yes I know for a fact that it definitely is possible um I myself haven't had any direct experience from that I don't think um and I don't feel particularly knowledgeable enough on the subject to say something about that um purely because I think I would need to have a direct experience or I've talked to somebody in a lot of detail about how PTSD has affected them um so I have put it on my Instagram story to see if anybody wants to kind of give any feedback on that and I am going to write a blog for this podcast kind of answering you guys your guys's questions and stuff so if I get any information that I think would be particularly useful um, just to show that you're not alone in that situation then I'll 100% share it on that. Um, 
another one of the questions that I asked was kind of information on kind of paperwork and stuff and processes after somebody passes away. Now I got a lot of responses about this when I put this on my Instagram story because again this is something that I didn't have any direct experience with. Um, Luckily my dad did all of it, the only thing that I did have experience with was like somebody calling up the home phone and being like hi can we speak to John Hooker and those few months after they pass away is the worst for that and you have to sit there and be like no they're dead and it's that horrible kind of finalised words of saying that out loud I think hurts the most and also things you don't really think about like when I went to the um when I went to A&E and they were like oh you know is your emergency contact still Joanne Hooker is it still your mum and again I kind of burst out crying so I was like no she's dead um so that was kind of only really my experience of processes after somebody passing away luckily for me my dad did all of it like the funeral organization the death certificates the bank all that kind of stuff um but a lot of you guys have also had to deal with it as well so again I'm going to put a lot of that information in a blog for you um I'm just going to read a few of them out for you now as well just to give you some more information um somebody said to me from the grief gang it's long I don't know too much as my brother handled most of it but I vividly remember going down to the hospital into this room with a lady and retrieving mum's death certificate. So final. Then going down to the town hall and filing it. One of the most morbid things of my life like banking a cheque. The example of a, like banking a cheque really resonated with me a lot. Um, it, I think it's such a formal thing but I think it's missing how heartbreaking it can be. Um somebody else called Rach said I just threw a post about dealing with paperwork my dad passed away in May but was living in Ghana he had lived in the UK for 30 years before moving to Ghana so he had a bank account here and a private pension so I had to deal with all of that and um, let me know if you want any more specific information they said um I asked her is there anything that you wish you'd have known before kind of going through the process of filing at all and they said it can be a pretty long process if the person that's passed away doesn't leave a will. I think it's more the emotional side of it all that I wasn't ready for, like having to present the death certificate and seeing your loved one's name on it. Most companies are so understanding and show you lots of empathy. Um, somebody else has said, oh my god, yes, there's so much paperwork. I'm still dealing with it four years on and she's happy to show the details. Um, so she'll be sending me an email. So hopefully I'll have some more information from her later as well. Um... I literally got so much more, I'm just trying to find some more here, two seconds. Um, my sister and I had to deal with this when our mum died and I think the thing that helped was just being really honest with every provider and person that we spoke to. For example, whether it was a bank, a Sky or a silly subscription, we literally just said, hi, we need to cancel this because our mum's just died. It sounds silly but the person on the other end of the phone has been trained for those situations and they give you the quickest and simplest solution. And really wanted to help in every situation that we face. Um, I think that message is actually really nice, kind of saying the best thing to do is to just be honest, which is amazing. Um, somebody mentioned a really useful service to me. So this person said, um, the Tell Me Once service is amazing and it notifies all government organisations such as the DVLA and DWP. You need to contact the probate service or you can't have any access to financial stuff such as banks. You only have to tell one bank and they will tell the others if you ask them. Your local citizen's advice can help if you need them as well. Um, 
So she said that she didn't have to go through it when she lost her mum, but when her dad died, she had to stream hours. It was so difficult. Um, the Tell Me Once service code is what they give you when they register the death. So you can do it online or via the phone. So that's Tell Me Once, which I can imagine being really useful. Um, somebody else said, I only had one thing to take care of. I literally just did it two weeks ago after putting it off for a whole year. I'm glad that was the only thing I was responsible for. Um, somebody else said, I had to and I'm still doing it now after my dad died last March. I'm an only child and my parents weren't together. Luckily, my mum has helped a lot. The systems are archaic. It takes so long to get everything done. I still have stuff I need to do. Be patient with it all and just try to break it down. Just don't put things off because too much pressure and it just builds up. I can't be of much more help, but I hope you're okay and it's not, not getting too much. Let them know they can message me if they want to talk through anything. Um, Somebody else said they had to hire a solicitor because their dad was an investor, so he managed to leave a bit of a mess of them to sort out. They couldn't have done it all without any legal help. Um, other people said, like, the message and said they'd done pretty much all of it themselves. Literally so, so many of you, and I'm super grateful that you all got back and had so much to say. Again, I will put all of this in the blog for you because I did just get so much feedback, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, those are some of the questions that I'm going to answer. Some of the more Christmas-related ones I'm going to save for mine and Sam's conversation which I'm going to go into right now. For the Christmas special. Christmas special, baby. Um, Before we get started, can I just say that this is before Sam is going to America for four months. Yeah. Um, how, long, how long have you been back in the UK for, Sam? Uh, <laughs> approximately, I think it's actually two months now. Like two months wow. like today or something. You've done well. Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> Chaos. Oh god, absolute chaos. Yeah, I <laughs> I mean, I would say I'm surprised. I think I've I think I've done quite well. Uh, like Yeah, it's been nice actually as well, yeah. you know. And do you know what's made it more bearable? Is that I've just been just been chilling out most of the time. Yeah, well we'll um we'll have a big chat about the past year for you and your revelations since coming home. <laughs> um after we've answered some of these special Christmas questions. Yes, please. A Christmas question. Question number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. How do you deal with Christmas? And has the dynamic changed? I suppose like between like family members and stuff like that. Um, go on, Sam. You can answer that first. Um, how do you deal with Christmas? Like, yeah, Christmas. Like, well, Christmas is always like doubly weird because, like, my obviously my dad died five days before Christmas, so the first Christmas without him was literally Lunch. like five days after he died. <laughs> so it's like, 
Mm. That was selfish. Uh, yeah, I know. Bastard. He tried. He tried. But actually, <laughs> no, it's good that he went it's actually good that he went before because imagine spending Christmas in a hostel. Won't want to be doing hostel. That. <laughs> oh, why do I keep calling it that? Hospice. <laughs> I do that every time. <laughs> in a hostel, getting pissed, oh, like people imagine me in the bed. <laughs> God, probably the hospice as well. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, to be fair, it would be worse if he passed away on Christmas Day or something. That'd be horrendous. Yeah, or on like Boxer Day or something. We would have all just been like, "Can you just get it over and done with?" So yeah, grow. At least we've got that out of the way. We had Christmas. Um, so we had all the family together then. And then, so it wasn't until like the next year that we really felt that we were like, right, well, what what do we do now? And we'd say, so I remember saying to mum, like, what are we doing for Christmas? She was like, mm. oh, it's just, just us four. So that was weird. We had our first like just yeah. before Christmas. Um, and my mum's not a big she hates any kind of celebration like she doesn't do birthdays like nothing so she to her like every day is just another day so to her this was just just another day just with a slightly bigger dinner so we literally more cooking on actually do you know what did happen on that first christmas we um and we were joking at the time we were like god we couldn't we couldn't do this if dad was here actually um we all we all ate so much food and we were sweating so much because we were eating so much we all ended up sat on the dinner table in our bras because we were so hot (laughs) (laughs) that is that is the most jokes thing i've ever heard (laughs) so we i remember us just being like well, that's a good job, Dazzler, for this, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that happened, and then since then, it has been a bit. It has been weird, like trying to be like, right, or what? Are we, because Christmas has changed heaps. Because we used to have, yeah. um, I mean, we'd always do kind of something a little bit different every year, but most years it would be a day at hours. Well, actually, almost every year yeah. is the day we spend Christmas Day at hours, and we'd have my mum and dad's best friends come round um because they lived around the corner mm-hmm. but my mum's best friend died the year before dad did um so then like that next christmas we just had no one like we it was literally just as four it went from like i mean it was probably never heaps of us about like 10 of us but to just like us four and yeah like, there was no christmas tree up in the house nothing um mm. so basically christmas died when dad did but we've we've oh, like no. it sounds sadder than it is and then I can't remember how we've dealt with the past the next few years like me and my sisters have just like because we we love big family Christmases so we've just been trying to like bribe my mum each year into going to my auntie's house um but my mum doesn't like going to my auntie's house because she doesn't like her cooking um (laughs) There was one Christmas thing where we just had dinner at hours and then went to Mansons in the evening. Um, so yeah, we kind of just it's it's weird. It's always like a weird topic of conversation as well. It's quite hard for us to approach my mum with because yeah. her, Christmas isn't important. Or so she yeah. said. 
So, so she doesn't understand why you lot are like so, like miss miss like how Christmas used to be or yeah. what we're doing for Christmas. Well, may, maybe it is important to her, and that's why she doesn't. Maybe she just ignores, like, just would just like to just ignore it and just move past it. Yeah. Know. But we that's have, a we shit time. Have... Yeah. Do you know what is actually one thing that is significant now? Like, if we are, I know it will happen this year. Um, obviously I wasn't around last year as in Australia, but all the family are going to be together this year. And there's always a like um at one point, usually like while we're like halfway through a roast potato, my uncle will stand up and raise a glass to dad and um oh, I love that. Yeah, so we tend to that that's now a new tradition. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I think you really enjoy it this this Christmas with your whole fam. Honestly, I, I'm so I am so excited, and I know people joke about people saying they feel Christmassy, but I feel the most festive I've ever felt, and I felt it for no about a solid. Oh, nice! I'm sat here right now. I've got this year. I've bought three new Christmas jumpers and a Christmas T-shirt, <laughs> and I'm sat here right Jesus. now in a Christmas jumper, Christmas bottoms. I'm oh just, my god! I'm just buzzing. I I would love to catch some of your Christmas festivity feel right now. I know. Well, because I know, like, Christmas for you is significantly different. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think Christmas for anybody who has lost a parent is suddenly completely different. Like, yeah. your parents make Christmas, don't they? Like, they have since you were a kid. Yeah. They're like the pillar of Christmas Day. Like, especially if you've got one parent that is actually makes an effort <laughs> like yeah um yeah well actually big year this year is this is the first year i'll be spending christmas day at home since the year before my mum died really yeah which is chaos um i'm actually i'm looking forward to it i think um Obviously, the year that my mum died, and so I was shown in November, so that December we had it at my brother's house, which was super weird in Wales. And then for the last three Christmases, we've been at my auntie Mel's house in Wales, which is my mum's sister. So yeah, this year it's me, dad, my boyfriend, and my boyfriend's nan, mm-hmm. um, which is super like cute. Because but... <laughs> Chris's parents live in Fort Ventura, so obviously they're not around, so... Yeah, um, but I'm actually, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think me and Chris have put most of the effort in. Like we've done the Christmas shop, we're doing the Christmas dinner. It feels quite nice to be in control of it this year, if you know what I mean. So, like, yeah. I'm in charge of my fun, not anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I can make it fun if I want to, and I'm determined to make it a really kind of happy, festive day. Um, like in the morning we're going to Chris's auntie's and having like a big Christmas breakfast and then Aww. we'll be cooking and I'm not gonna lie I think having Rosie the dog has oh completely God. changed the house don't honestly like, I've always like dogs make such a difference such a difference it's insane she has made my house a home in the last year like honestly guys you've got a dead parent buy a dog <laughs> replace her with a dog <laughs> it will it will do bits for your well-being like oh my god that that dog is like coincidentally my dog, my dog and my boyfriend came at the same time it's like a two-for-one offer on things that make life a little bit happy 
Um, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I think having the dog is going to be such a difference. We'll go on like a Christmas walk and she'll be making us laugh. And yeah, it'll be cute. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Christmas walk. Oh. Um, yeah, the, the, the dynamics have changed a bit. Like my dad's pretty shit at Christmas. He just like, he's crap at anything that requires organisation and planning. So um, that's why he hasn't really hosted anything since then. But I'm an adult now. I'm 24, so oh. I am now the Christmas the Christmas elf. So this this could be the start of a new tradition. You doing Christmas dinner for everyone? Yeah, I think it will. Because that's I'm looking forward that, to it. Like it's definitely, and it's definitely harder the more into Christmas you are. Like if Christmas has always been like such a huge thing for you, like. Mm-hmm in general just like a family thing like I miss having my brothers here because now I haven't spent Christmas with my brothers for ages and Pete's got his own family now like a girl he's got his girlfriend his girlfriend's kid they're having a baby in February they've got that magic of Christmas and I'm really jealous mm. um kind of have to you have to make your own Christmas traditions which is difficult and it's weird yeah, it is and I think that's that's it you just it's like with anything, like you change your perspective on it. Like it's so it could be so easy to go into Christmas Day thinking this is gonna be the worst day ever. Yeah. Because my mum's mm. not here or my dad's not here. But then mm. you can completely flip your perspective and be like, It's so sad that they're not here. But the main reason that it's sad is because look at like they're missing out on this time with like all the family like look at the family that I'm surrounded by or even if you've not even if it's just like yeah you and one parent like just take the time to just get to like I don't know just get used to the their company a little bit more or yeah like don't don't miss out on feeling happy by thinking about the person who's not there like because you are there yeah so try and make the most of it but it is hard and like I pretty much every Christmas I will have at least one cry like a little teary cry um but that's normal and that's fine I think it's healthy (laughs) it's like I um I actually saw I think it came upon my memories the other day it was like we did a Christmas post last year and it was like new Christmas tradition having a cry (laughs) yes Wake up, have a cry, open your presents. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to repost that this year because that's so true. Yeah, yeah, we should like definitely just cry it out, like feel sad, but also feel happy. Like you can feel both on the same day. Yeah, like as, as applicable this year as it was last year, and as applicable as it will be every single year now for the rest of our lives. Yeah, they're definitely our in our family this year. That's for sure. Um, we had two questions like this, and it was like, did you make your own traditions at Christmas or stick to what your mum did? Um, so I would say for the last couple of years, we haven't stuck to our usual Christmas traditions at all, partly because obviously it hasn't been at home. Um, but so it kind of like had new traditions. So mine has been going to visit where my mum's ashes were scattered on Christmas Day and singing oh. hymns to her, albeit I was. I've been hungover for the last like three years and never have done that. Um but I do that on the way to Wales. Um and then like kind of like 
also one thing that I think that I've done is that I've transferred my grief and my pain from losing my mum to buying loads of presents for people because before my mum died I I didn't really do that and now because I'm a bit sad I make up for it by buying gifts for as many people as I can which is not healthy when it makes you poor but I love it (laughs) not great I love what did you say it's not great for the old bank account well, no, not at all, but I, I love giving presents to people, so it's that's a nightmare. Um, but I actually, me and Dad had like a really cute moment the other day where, obviously, because we're having Christmas dinner at home this year, so I've made a solid effort. Like, I got all the ingredients for everything that we would usually have for a home Christmas dinner, so, like, Aww. chestnut sauce, white sauce, like, just all these, like, little bits and bobs that we'd always have and that my mum would cook, and... um. My dad said, like, oh, so are we going to do Christmas like like your mum would then? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make sure we've got everything in that mum would have done. My dad had a little cry and, like... Oh, my God, that's so nice. That's so cute. Yeah, like, but it does feel nice to be having it at home to try and kind of have those traditions back again and hope that they're not going to be... It's not going to be painful. I think, I think it's going to be positive and it's going to be really nice. So I think... I think my advice to people when they're talking about traditions and what their parents did, like, I would pick a few things that your mum or your dad did and incorporate them into your day. Like, I think I think it's a nice way to kind of acknowledge their absence, but don't kind of focus on trying to make your day exactly like it was yeah. before they died, because it will never be like that again. No, and then you just get yourself down, like, because it won't meet expectations and... And that's exactly. the thing as well, like, don't have any real expectation, like, you never know, mm. if it's your first Christmas without them, you can never know what it's going to yeah. be like, Um, so don't go yeah. into it thinking, oh, it's going to be shit, or even, oh, it's going to be amazing, because it could go either way, just let it happen, yeah. feel the feels while you're there, and yeah, Love just, that. yeah, do what you enjoy on Christmas, like we always say, just, just do what bloody makes you happy at the end of the day, and it's, do you know what? It might even be a good thing. Like if they used to have a tradition that you were absolutely sick of, just sack that off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
what, what about you then? Do you have any traditions that, like, did you make your own traditions or stick to stuff that your dad did? No, like, we don't, to be honest, I feel like Christmas is pre, like, pre-death. I don't really like, Yeah, I feel like they all kind of, like, blur into one. I th- think I'd need to sit down and, like, think yeah. about all the Christmases past, but, like, we... Christmas just changed like literally completely. We don't do any of the things that we used to do because we always used to be at home. Like we don't even have that house anymore. So now yeah. it's completely different. Like this will be the first Christmas that we're not in that house. Um which yeah, will actually be weird. It would be quite weird actually waking up Christmas morning to not be in the house. Um, yeah. Because that'd be like the first year in like twenty years that we've not like had Christmas there. Probably apart from like last year, but being back there, like where you sit in the morning, or like, do you know I mean like you know like the little things that you do at home? Yeah. That... It'd usually just be because like we would we just have like a, a big family dinner. Or oh, one thing we yeah. did used to do was like watch Shrek every year. So I always I like that. I always watch Shrek around Christmas time. So I'd do that just because yeah. I love it. And I actually ended up watching it on Dad's uh, death anniversary this year because I've been yeah, craving it for ages. Yeah. Hey, so, what, Hannah, Hannah was a top friend there. Like, how to support a mate on your on their mum's or dad's anniversary. That is, like, 101. I, I just cried. I just looked at her and cried. So for the listeners, it was my dad's – it was a five-year anniversary of Dad's death last Friday yeah um yeah and um and this I do this every year I make plans for the day and then the like two days before I'm like oh the 20th is dad's death anniversary like it never clicks to me until it gets close to the time so I'd already planned to spend the night with Hannah like weirdly and then that week I was like oh it's dad's death anniversary on Friday FYI (laughs) Hannah's like yeah I know that (laughs) so she obviously already knew (laughs) and um she came round I cooked dinner um my sister's flat and um she came round and she just walked through the door with two bottles of Budweiser which was for anyone that knew my dad like that was my dad's drink everyone will drink a bud to my dad and Mm -hmm. I just just burst out crying I was like that is the sweetest thing that anyone could ever do and like it's such a it's like seems like such a small gesture but God, it meant so much it's to so me. Fun. It's like what we always say then people ask, like, what can friends do to help? It's like, it's be there. Yeah. Like, that's like the top thing that you can do. Like, just your physical presence is like the best thing. Yeah. And you know what? She sent the perfect message as well during like the morning of it was just like, be happy, be sad, cry, feel everything. Like, we'll just talk about everything tonight if you want to. Um, I received some really amazing messages this year. Actually, I think it was my favorite. It was my favorite death anniversary so far. <laughs> we'll just go down in the book history books. Yeah, like my favorite message was from my friend Kitty. She just was like, "Happy Dead Dad Day, D D D, the big triple D." <laughs> like I just, I just love it when people can just be so like frivolous and make light of it and I'm like that's so nice yeah yeah 100% like when they know that you'd be like they feel comfortable making light of it to you yeah. you, you don't need everybody to you like 
thinking of you so much today. I don't, it's so nice. It is so nice. But sometimes a message that makes you laugh, like, can can mean even more, can't it? Yeah. Maybe next year I'll just request that everyone sends me a dad joke, like, on the day. (laughs) No one sent me a dad joke talk to me on the day unless you're going to send me a dead dad joke because that's all I want to hear right now it's like you know like on your birthday you can have like a donate button yeah. you can have like a, a donate <laughs> donate dad joke yes, <laughs> yes. god um the last question that was like Christmas and dead parent related was how do we feel about Christmas like now I'm guessing um and to be honest, I don't, there is, there's such a huge hype around Christmas. And mm. I think in the years really soon after whoever it is dies, it can feel really like sad and painful. Mm. But I think that's partly because you get into a routine and a habit of feeling like that. Yeah. Like, I think, I do think that's, that's part of the reason why you're doing it. And you feel like it's Christmas, I should be sad because that person's not there and I think don't don't force like don't expect to be sad because you're kind of preempting it mm-hmm. you're like manifesting the sadness aren't you um mm-hmm. big time I think yeah like I Christmas is again it's like the death anniversary or whatever like for me the build-up to it can sometimes be worse than the actual day because it is just another day and like I think the, wor- the worst thing about Christmas is people's like families spending time together and you feeling jealous that they've got like a big happy family blah 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 that's the worst thing I think that's literally you've literally taken the words right out of my head like yeah because I'm glad I'm glad in some ways that my mum is of the oh it's just another day kind of thing because then it's just like you don't really have any big expectation and if it's shit then it's just another day and you just then there's yeah whatever else um and yeah, and then the thing that actually makes it the worst because you can think, because you can be quite happy in your day, and then obviously you're just scrolling through Instagram and everyone's got pictures with their dad under the Christmas tree. Yeah, and families all together, both pe- like he just like oh, well, that'd be nice. <laughs> and yeah. it's like oh god, I just. Oh, it's those. It's just those ones where it's like got oh, the best, best mom and dad in the world. It's like comparison shit. is the thief of happiness, as they say, big time. Right. The truth is, is that somebody else would be looking at your family and be like, "I wish I'd had a parent that loved me that much," or "I wish some members of my family could get together on Christmas Day." Like some people spend it on their own, and mm-hmm. um, I think yeah, that's a really important thing to remember as well. But yeah, I think a, that's a good point, Sam, is not to go on social media and compare yourself to other families and stuff because it is um, it's a, a bit of a thief of happiness. Like, it was on, like, Mother's Day and Father's Day and stuff like that. Yeah. It's gross. I actually might avoid Instagram on Christmas Day. I might just delete off the old phone for the day. Turn your phone off, have a day with the fam. Yeah, I might do. I might just... I just... I'm really fucking looking forward to Christmas this year, and I and I'll be very honest. I think it's actually the first time that I've looked forward to Christmas, it's like since Dad died. I'm because I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just I just can't wait to see my family. I've really, especially because I wasn't here last year, 
like I really I because it was just me and my sister just on a beach last year and as dreamy as that sounds it's not (laughs) because it's even worse like you're looking at Instagram and it's not just that every other family is having fun is it your fault your family is having fun without you as well so yeah um it just really made me appreciate them so much and I'm so happy to be spending time with them this year I really just appreciate my family so much right now oh dreamy yeah I'm very excited nice. I think one of the things to remember as well is that it's not just about Christmas day it's about all the things that you do before it and after it with like your family and with your friends and stuff like those moments are really precious I think people should treasure them as much as they can as well like I love how me and my friends make sure we see each other at least once over the Christmas period and mm-hmm. I try and see as much of my family as I can whilst everyone's off work so I think yeah just take time for yourself and for your friends and for your family and don't build up the day too much and put too much pressure on yourself to have a great day so if you want to have a shit day then have a shit day <laughs> yeah just another day just another day (laughs) (coughs) so that is the end of our um christmas q a in the question time yeah with people that have uh came in and asked some questions so thank you to everybody that did that i really appreciate it yeah i love that people like actually ask questions as well like because you know you i always used to be so suspicious of um when anyone put would put anything on Instagram stories and be like, send me your questions, and then you'd listen to a podcast, the podcast or something, or you'd watch the YouTube video, and I'd be like, did anyone really actually send in that question, or did you? Just- <laughs> I've just made that up. <laughs> yeah, but actually, it's so nice that, but like real people actually send in these questions, and like I said to you earlier that that trust you to be the person to answer these questions as well I think it's so nice I know, I know. it is chaotic and also one of my favorite things is because I've done this a lot because some people ask questions that I don't know the answers to like stuff about like post-traumatic stress disorder and dealing with the financials after somebody dies and I don't have experience about that so like I don't feel comfortable kind of talking to whoever's listening to this and giving you information or advice or even just commenting on it because I can't speak from my own experience so my favorite thing is that I can then put that on Instagram loads of you respond with your experiences and I can I can share that information with the rest of you which is the best thing about having a community isn't it like everyone's available to answer each other's questions which is amazing I was loving seeing that last week I loving it yeah, it was so cool. Like I'm yeah. I'm still I'm still shook all the time at how interactive people are yeah. on Instagram as well. Yeah, me too. And it it's just like it's just fantastic. Just honestly and just in awe of it. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's mad to think that this has only been here for like just over a year and um a massive thing, obviously because I knew we were gonna kind of gonna speak about the past year and stuff, is we have had over 10,000 downloads, which is Ooh, mega. Whoop, whoop. Um, good. Considering, like, when we first started talking about this, we were like, oh, I bet nobody's going to listen to it. Like, it's such a <laughs> like, who's going to want to listen to us talk about our dead parents, blah, blah, blah. And, like, hundreds of people are listening to this podcast, which is 
amazing outstanding i really want to see what happens now after the weekend like how many people how many people like listen or how many listens you get from the article yeah amazing i've been able to reach more people it's so good yeah because i already had a few people message me being like how can i listen yeah i'm I'm on a mission for 2020 to reach as many people as possible Um, and also one of my favorite things that's happened this year is see the rise in grief communities on instagram as well from like other people because like when me and you first started it there weren't that many right but over the past year oh my god it's been like a tidal wave of communities and like like that what that article was about the rise in them for millennials it's Mm -hmm. amazing like it was such a weird thing (laughs) wasn't it when we were like yeah we'll put it on instagram and then we'll like talk about our dead parents on instagram and it felt so weird and it's like yeah look how many people are doing it now and it's just i bloody love it just love that people like yeah of course we can because people like still often think and i think what's really helped that as well is the rise in um the number of accounts talking about um like mental health um Mm. Because then it's made it kind of okay for Instagram not to be just like a happy, chirpy place all the time. Like it's becoming, I feel like there's a real move to Instagram coming more real again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is like definitely helping in the way of the grief community. It's just people talking about death and grief and just fucking fantastic. And there's, there's something out there for everyone. Like this is what I spoke to. Emma about when she interviewed me for her article was that there's something for everyone like there's something for people that want to meet up and talk about their grief mm-hmm. the great thing about our podcast is that not everybody wants to talk to somebody face to face and not everybody wants everyone to know that they're grieving like you know some people can really hide that so like a podcast is such a great thing because you don't have to tell anybody that you're listening to it like yeah. it, it's so private but you are getting involved at the same time and you're kind of reaching out for support because you're hearing other people's stories which is great do you know what is also the great thing about podcasts is um that pete because so i know so many people that listen to it that haven't got a dead parent like and they're learning so much from it like they couldn't well they could but i doubt they would want to just rock up to like a grief meetup and be like hi yeah (laughs) um, i don't have a dead parent i'm just coming to listen to you all (laughs) I'm just intrigued. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not sure how that would go down. I mean, it would probably go down quite well, but well, my boss was actually saying that today because obviously Mike, hi Mike, you will obviously listen to this. Um, he has listened to like literally every single episode, Such and both, <laughs> both of Mike's parents are very much alive. Um, but he was talking about it to me today, and he was saying, you know, when I first started listening to it, I listened to every everyone as like loyalty to you and to show you support and stuff. But he was like, now I listen to it just purely because I just really want to. And I was like, yeah, like I think we, we as humans, we we enjoy listening to people's stories. And I do think that death interests us, like especially people that haven't experienced it. We want to know what it was like and what they went through and what to expect. And Mike was like, yeah, like, I totally agree. Like he genuinely enjoys listening to these stories. Mm-hmm. Because people are amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, they will. Mm-hmm, honey. <laughs> Especially people at the DPC. Best group around. Yeah, they are. 100p. Um, so talk to me about your past year then. Do you think you've had any major revelations since travelling the world? Um, I mean, probably quite significantly. I Well, actually, so the reason that I left... Um, was to get away from like your standard office life um because mm. I, was, I was really sad in England I was just so sad and I was just like well I obviously just need to leave and then that'll and then and then I'll be great be fine. <laughs> and then obviously I left and I still wasn't fine like I definitely was happier and I've realised because it was down to, like, just the things that I was doing to actually make me happy. So I was absolutely terrified to come home. But then I was thinking about the past year and I was like, right, what have you actually done this year, Sam, that's actually made you feel great? Like, why do you feel so great right now? And I was like, mm. eh? nine hours, no, not nine hours, eight hours sleep. Like, yes, that's, that's a revelation. I can't actually tell you how much sleep has changed my life. Yeah, preach it. Outstanding. I don't, Mm. I just can't, like, I now know, literally, if I have one night of terrible sleep now, God, I I feel like it's the end of the world. And I do, (laughs) my friends do call me out on it, like, Beth would always call me out on it. She was like, Sam, I do think you're kind of overreacting on the whole sleep thing now. Because (laughs) I'd have, like, seven hours sleep and be like I can't function I can't go on yeah that is me <laughs> no one talked to me today because I only got 7.5 hours sleep last night I need eight <laughs> um yeah and then the gym like I've just been obviously really into CrossFit and it's really changed just my outlook to exercise again like I just really I can't believe that you've become you've become a fully fledged CrossFit wanker. Yeah, big time. Hashtag CrossFit. Yeah, wanker. I love it. <laughs> Do you know like the best thing, the be- and this is this is what I've realised the most is so the best thing for me about CrossFit is the community, and that's what I think most people mm. say here is it's the community. Like literally, there's not a session, there's not one session that I've rocked up and just like not. You don't like not start the session with like chatting to someone. You walk in and you have a chat. You're having a chat the whole way through. You're having a chat at the end. You're getting to know people. Like you got new people each week, especially if you start going to different like different. I always go to like different times of day, and you just get this whole community, and it's just incredible. And CrossFit communities, no matter where you go, are so supportive. So I just have this people energy around me so often now. Mm-hmm you need yeah and I need people around that's how I get my energy and that's obviously what I wasn't getting when I was in little old late and buzzard so that is just rich and the amount of people that I met in Sydney in the past year in the DPC that have just been absolutely outstanding like I've had Mm. so many is it serendipitous? Is that the word? Like experiences that I'm oh, literally like. Sorry, say again. So that's a big word. I'm just googling. 
Yeah, like serendipitous. Um, so that's occurring or discovered by chance in a happy or beneficial way. Yeah, it's like the universe has put me in all sorts of situations this year that mm. have allowed me to connect with people and help people that are in the DPC just that is literally like what seems like by chance and it's just absolutely outstanding yeah. I've just loved it so much um Aww. and then yeah now I'm I'm like I just know that I don't I just know that I don't want to be in office anymore like I just want to be around people all the time and just being active because it's just so much better for me you know like I'm just not yeah. angry anymore I love it I think it's great yeah so everyone I think Get get your uh, get your CrossFit coaching, and then start opening boxes all across the UK or wherever you are. I think that'll be amazing for you. Yeah, I'd literally love to have my own community. Yeah, I'm just all about the people, is what I've realised, and just and people in like because obviously I am. I find it quite difficult to stay in contact with people when I'm not nearby. Um, so I'm definitely mm-hmm. like an an in people people person <laughs> or an in person yeah. people person. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I want to do more of now. So I think this will probably be a good opportunity to say, obviously, people that listen to this probably religiously have noticed Sam's absence, absence. perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> And um, in podcast recordings and stuff over the last couple of months, um, that's because Sam is very much a people person, but very much not a very good people person online. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And as you can tell, she's been in Australia for the last year. She's now going to America for four months, God knows how long, and... I don't know, I'll leave it to you really, Sam, I suppose, to kind of... you hit the nail on the head, really. So, like, I have loved, like, loved, loved, loved doing this podcast. Like, it has just, like, even even leaving the house at 5am to go Mm -hmm. find, like, sit in, like, a phone booth, you just leave... I literally, I'll be, like, I'll be leaving... um, like the conversation at like 7am on my way to breakfast absolutely buzzing because I just had mm. the, every single conversation we have has just been amazing and the people that we've met the friends that we've made and like you say like the community are absolutely amazing I've loved it so much yeah. um but I just I found it so for me like just so difficult to Obviously, I like to keep up with it with being on the other side of the world and just like, just not, I'm not very good when I'm not in close vicinity to something. Um, <laughs> and being out of time zone makes life so difficult. Um, mm. And yeah, I just have struggled so much and have let Cat down significantly, um, which I hate to do. Like, I know friends and family, I never message you ever, but I, <laughs> I always feel really bad about it. Like it You always think about them though. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. 
probably something that I should work through in therapy. But <laughs> now, especially especially with me leaving again in what? How many weeks now? I'm just gonna get the calendar up. One, oh, two, two weeks. Shit, two and a half weeks. I'm going yeah. to get it's it's just not possible. I can't give the eff- I can't give the effort that this podcast needs because it's a lot. Like there's a lot to do, yeah. and quite honestly, I don't know how Kat's done it for the past like few months on her own. So <laughs> fucking big up to Catherine because <laughs> I just don't know how you do it. I really don't know how you do it. But very long winded way of saying I will no longer be uh, a host of the Dead Parrot Club podcast, which is actually really Ooh. bad to say. Yeah, it's like a broke up. It feels like it. It's like it's not you, it's me. <laughs> um, but I know it. I'm. I'm basically this podcast wouldn't be around if it weren't for Sam. Anyway, like Sam definitely was probably eighty percent of the brainchild of this whole thing. Um. So yeah, incredibly grateful. Like I, I probably wouldn't have had the balls or the drive to have actually got it off the ground I would have been that person that thinks about it but never actually does it so that night in Leighton Buzzard when you were like let's just do it and I was like yeah okay and we just created everything like that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you so yeah. I think it's pretty epic thing to be proud of um Absolutely. but yeah nothing will change I'll still be recording episodes with as many people as I can um you'll just have to bear with because obviously it's a one-man band and sometimes I need to take a break for my own mental wellness and just not do anything for a few days at a time. Um, but that's obviously my own mental well-being is more important than anything. So, yeah, but I, I love this podcast and I will keep it going for as long as I possibly can. I'm so glad. And to make it clear, I will forever be saying that I am a co-founder of the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm, I I'm so proud of it um uh, yeah like you say like that I mean if I think either of us on our own would never have been because that's why that's why I was like because this has been this was something that I'd wanted to do for so long but I was like there's no way I'm ever going to do it alone I was like I I, I need Kat on board to be able to do this because (laughs) by myself and like you say I don't think either of us would have if we were just thinking about it by ourselves we we it probably wouldn't have happened And, like, the the idea of, like, talking to strangers online and diving into such deep conversations, I wouldn't have had the courage to have done that on my own. Um, Whereas, obviously, now it's second nature. That wouldn't have happened before. So, yeah, it's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then what a way to to finish off the DPC journey by being a bloody national celebrity. Um, just on the in the same bloody we're in a collector's issue have you seen that like it's got the queen i know we are in the same as the queen which is amazing i absolutely loved your instagram story when you were like who are the most famous people in the magazine today (laughs) or the queen obviously (laughs) obviously apart from right just had i had like like eight random profiles like literally random random like pro I don't even know who they were um profiles vote for the royals I'm like a how have you found my story and b fuck off (laughs) (laughs) 
think about the dead parents before you answer that poll obviously yeah, I might have to like these people don't even follow me so I don't know how they found it I might just have to come mm. and be like excuse me do you know my dad died <laughs> can <laughs> you have a bit of sympathy please <laughs> a bit more supportive <laughs> Um, yeah, well, being in that was amazing, and that's a fantastic end to 2019. Um, and there will be there will be lots more to come in 2020. And obviously, this won't be the last time Sam comes on the podcast, and this won't be the last time we hear of Sam. And I'm sure if I finally get around to actually organising a meetup and it becoming a regular thing, then she will be in attendance when she's finally back in the UK again. Um, so yeah, and any of you that want to message Sam, obviously. You'll find her on Instagram too. Um, even if you've got any like Sam Vidler best bits. If I've got any free time at any point in my life, I might scour through every single podcast and try and find something <laughs> new. <that. laughs> <laughs> like a montage. <laughs> like Vidler's yeah. best bits. Maybe 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 that's what I'll do in America. I just I just listen to hours of myself and pull together a podcast show reel. And one thing, can you finish this sentence for me? Because I found out that a lot of the people that listen to this podcast love this sentence, right? You're going to know how to finish it when I start it, okay? <laughs> um, And one more thing, we are not medical professionals. <laughs> We're just trying shit. <laughs> we are just trying shit. <laughs> that, that has become one of my favourite, favourite sayings because that's from the very first episode and it is so accurate. Wow. And you know what? Because we obviously recorded that over a year ago and I never listened to the very end of the podcast anymore because I know it word for word. So I haven't thought yeah. about that in ages. That's so funny. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what are you going to come out with here? We are not medical professionals. We are just chatting shit. And pure, yeah, that's more accurate than ever. Pure stinking steaming pile of shite. <laughs> that so many of you resonate with, which is everything yeah, that we've all, we So thank all, you. We're all just swimming in the shit together. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um before we end this, Sam, what are we gonna call this episode, please? Well, maybe we're all swimming in the shit. I don't know. <laughs> we're, all, we're all swimming in this shit together. Christmas and saying bye to Vidler. Yeah, the shit must break up or something like that. The shit must break up, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's that is legit. God, honestly, I'm so good. Do you know what I've been thinking this week? I'm like, I don't. I've really found myself quite entertaining recently, and I was literally walking home today, and I was like. Where does where does this come from? Like, I just don't have to think about it. It just just comes out of the mouth. I'm just like, wow. I don't, <laughs> I don't really. Know that like, are you fancying yourself right now? Yeah, really. Um, I just you've probably noticed by all the Instagram stories. I I'm just feeling it right now. Sam Vids is on a roll. She's. I have I have noticed that you've been finding yourself more humorous than usual. <laughs> yeah. So to anyone that does follow me on Instagram. <laughs> but, just... By the way, guys, you should because we had a lovely doc like kind of like documentary style montage yesterday of Sam visiting her dad. It, the, oh. uh, the 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 kind of what do you what do you call it again? A burial ground. 
Fertile ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was which was really nice actually, Sam. I really enjoyed that. I even put the volume up on my phone, which I wouldn't usually do. Gosh, yeah. I um, I thought about doing the Instagram influencer thing and putting subtitles on. I thought people are going to think I'm. They'll be like, "Who the fuck does she think she is?" Um, <laughs> Don't judge. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, but you're like a profesh. Um, <laughs> but also, honestly, it's a good job that the internet was so shite at this house last night because there's heaps more footage that was going to go on that story. Oh god! <laughs> so it's a really cool. Was there was there videos of you crying? No, no. Um, there was a video of me. Oh, kind of after I'd finished crying, there was a video of mm. me. Um. Uh, maybe I'll send them, maybe I'll just send them to you for your maybe I'll just send them to you for your own viewing yeah um, I think so <laughs> I was just having loads of memories and also because one of them a guy so everyone there you kind of walk past and there's not usually many people there at all but um, there's often people just talking to trees um, and just go and just talk to a tree so I was talking to <laughs> the stump that's left um and there was a guy that came and was speaking to two different trees which made me quite sad oh yeah oh i think it's it's so it's to be fair it's just as weird as talking to a stone really isn't it i suppose yeah (laughs) grief grief makes hey grief makes you do weird things honestly i was the the most poignant thought that I was having as I was stood there talking to my dad because I was like I know he's there like I literally I know that his body's mm. right there like I just all I wanted to do was just like dig up the ground and just like lay next oh. to him. it's like oh. oh honestly I was like I literally just wish oh, I should that my heartstrings <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, you know, I actually got a message from somebody the other day um, on Instagram. Um, yeah, she. So I got a message on Instagram. So last Christmas, I spoke about how I go and sing hymns to my mum um every Christmas, and this girl messaged me and she was like, "I took your advice and went and sung hymns to my mum today in the graveyard, and I loved it." I was like, "Oh my God!" Like, you're welcome. Like the idea of people sitting in grave graveyards and just singing Christmas hymns or church hymns to their parents kind of warms my heart a little bit because you look so weird when you're doing it, but it feels so nice. I love that. Yeah, really thank you. I would really like people to share more of their graveyard visits. Um, yes, good yeah, idea. Really love that, and because I've just had a memory to. Um, uh, Sam James PT when he oh so they just told me it's lost connection can you still is it still working your end oh hello hello well that was stressful god god that wasn't fun was it could you hear me or no I heard you say, oh, it's just told me it's lost connection. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, oh, I just, God, it should be fine. Yeah, it looks fine. Um, I just had a memory back to um, Sam Jones PT. He was like one of our very first podcasts. Actually, was he the first? Yeah. Um, I think he, he was the first, yeah. He was saying about, yeah. And he was saying about how 
um, when he was at uni or um, when he was about 18 and that, he would, after a night out, get a Domino's pizza and go sit <gasps> by his mum's grave. Yes. Yes, I love that. Yes. That's such a, that's such a good that. point. So any, anybody that's listening to this, send me, send me your graveyard stories or your graveyard routines, whatever it is that you do, um, and we'll share them because I'd, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, me too. Let's, let's make no. graveyards cool. Let's make graveyards cool. <laughs> just really quickly, I know we've gone on for ages, but just really quickly, do you remember when we spoke about um, doing a grave hopping party? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like getting, getting a coach and doing like a grave crawl <laughs> that would be the best thing wouldn't it one day if i'm ever absolutely limited i will i will pay for a driver to take me and a group of people grave hopping oh that'd be iconic it would be <laughs> right we've been chatting shit now for an hour we so are wow I think now is as good a time as any to say goodnight. Um, pre-warning you, I'm not going to edit this completely. I'm going to take out some of the Lost connection bits. Um, but I'm going to quickly whip this up and get it out live tomorrow morning so everybody can have a wow. Christmas Eve listen. Wow, you are outstanding. See, how do you, how do, you do it, Catherine? You just... Well, I've got to do it for the fans. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'll tell you what I'll be doing tomorrow. I'll be at a spa. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Taking the what a nice Christmas treat. Yeah, treating myself, Toby and my cousin. That's so nice. Yeah, I can't bloody wait. So there we go. Right, well, have a great day tomorrow. Have a great Christmas. Everybody, you don't need to have a great Christmas, but whatever your day is, just let it be. Just have a Christmas. Love that. You don't have to have a great Christmas. Love it. No, just have just have a Christmas. Yeah, just yeah. You, it doesn't have to be good. Right. Just 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 make it through it. <laughs> just have one. <laughs> <laughs> now right, then, well, it's good been night. An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, and I will speak to you, obviously, again. Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have, and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions, or want to get involved, please do contact us. We're on Instagram. It's at DPC Podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Or we have a contact form on our website, www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website. More information about dealing with grief, losing a parent, and professionals to contact if you should need it. Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting shit. <laughs> If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See See you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Have 
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 